0: Bibles this morning, 1st John chapter number 2, we'll begin reading in verse number 18. 1st John chapter 2 and verse number 18. And we're working our way through the book of 1st John and we find ourselves here this morning and I'm looking forward to sharing this message. 1st John chapter number 2 and beginning in verse number 18. The Bible says this, little children it is the last time and as you have heard that Antichrist shall come Even now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it. And that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is an antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you. Which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. We come to this passage of Scripture, and I want to draw your attention to verse number eighteen, as we begin the message. The Bible says, Little children, it is the last time. And uh, that is a, a phrase that gets our attention is the last time. And then it says, And as ye have heard that antichrist shall come, even now are there many antichrists. And we hear this word antichrist, and the word antichrist is something that almost has the same connotation to a lot of people as revelation. You hear you say the word revelation, you mean you go, (laughs) Revelation, (laughs) antichrist. (laughs) It's almost scary, a scary thought, and, and it should be to a certain extent. But the Bible says here that there are Many Antichrist, and I don't want to overcomplicate the word. The word revelation means revealing, and the word revelation is the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I just don't think that's scary at all. As a matter of fact, it's kind of exciting to think about the revealing of all the glories that God has planned in his son, Jesus Christ, and revelation has a good ring to it in my ear. And the word antichrist... Though we know in the book of Revelation there will come a time when there will be a figurehead that is the Antichrist. uh, And that's going to happen. Personally, I'm convinced that the church will be raptured out of here and the Antichrist will not be a concern with me at all because I'll be with Jesus and so shall I ever be with the Lord. But the antichrists that we must concern ourselves with and pay attention to is the fact that there are masses of people all around this world who have become anti-Christ. Anti-Christ. Now, it's easy in a setting like this, at a Bible-believing church on a Sunday morning, to look down our self-righteous noses and condemn all the folks that are anti-Christ. The truth is, we need messages like today and emphasis like the text that we're reading today to be reminded that it is even possible in a church on a Sunday morning that the emphasis becomes anti-Christ. It breaks my heart to know that there are congregations that meet all around even in the Bible Belt of Southwest Virginia, that have denied the fact that Jesus, that was born in Bethlehem's manger and died on the cross and lived a sinless life and was buried and rose again three days later and is the Christ ascended into heaven so that you and I can have everlasting life. It's a shame to think about it, but it's true. There are congregations that call themselves churches who have denied that there is a significance to the person of Jesus and that he is the Christ. May the Lord help us. Antichrist. There's something the Bible says that can be a little discouraging. And actually, this discouraging statement is the title of today's message. Congratulations. Aren't you excited? Look the Bible says in verse number 18. It says, even now are there many antichrists. And I'm going to title today's message this. There are many antichrists. Antichrist, Aren't you excited about this? Aren't you so happy that on this day in history, you as a Christian have the great privilege of living in a world that's full of people who deny the Jesus that you claim saved your soul? It's a bit disheartening at times, I know, but it's a fact there are many antichrists. And I believe with the Lord's help today, we can look at the... Current of our culture, the denying of the Lord Jesus, and I think that ultimately we can find some hope. Find some hope in a world that's lost and find some hope in a world that's in great need. There are many. Antichrists. When we look at this text, first I want to identify who in the world is the Antichrist. If you keep your finger there in 1 John chapter 2, turn over a few pages with me to the book of 2 John. Second John, just a couple pages away, is a one-chapter book. So we're going to look at 2 John and verse number 7. In 2 John, verse number 7. John gives us a definition of what the Antichrist is, and these antichrists are. The Bible says in verse number 7 of The book of 2 John, for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. So the Bible says there's a lot of deceivers who will not acknowledge or confess that Jesus is the Christ and that he came in the flesh. John says this is a deceiver. And an antichrist. So when we look at this, what is the antichrist? The antichrist is somebody who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Folks, I'll have you know something. It is essential to our eternal destiny that Jesus is the Christ. It's essential that we trust in none other than Jesus. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the Christ, and today we live in a society where there are many antichrists. And what in the world can I learn, and what benefit can I gain from knowing and acknowledging that there are many antichrists? Let's look at a few things as we study this text together. Number one, antichrists remind us that it is the last days. Antichrists remind us that it is. The last days. This week, I ran into two folks that I never expect to have had this conversation with, but it happened. Two different times this week, uh, men at random have mentioned to me and said to me, Preacher, we're living in the last days. You know what I say? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And I was at Barry's, and I was standing in line at Barry's, and uh, a man began to talk to him, and he looked at me and said, Preacher, we're in the last days. He says, if you read the book... Jesus is coming again. I said, Amen. You're right. He is. Jesus coming again. The last days. It's an interesting thought to think about this as we look at our text in verse number 18. It says, Little children, it is the last time. Now, 2,000 years ago, Christians were believing that it is the last time that Jesus could come at any moment. And you all know it was true. And today, it's true, it's true as it's ever been. And I can tell you on the authority of God's word and sound logic that today we're closer to the return of Christ than we've ever been. And saved people should be looking with anticipation to the return of Christ. The Bible says that the Lord himself shall ascend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be called up together to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. It's a sweet thought to know that Jesus come again. We're in the last times. Now, how do you know that we're in the last times? Now, the Bible just makes a statement. Verse 18, John says, hey, it is the last times. How do you know it's the last times? The Bible says, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. Now, look, it's easy to get so frustrated, aggravated, and hate all these people that hate your God. But when you're dealing with Antichrist, how many of you have dealt with the Antichrist this past week? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> when you're dealing with folks that hate your God, that are denying the Christ, you be reminded of something Jesus is coming again. You remind of something, that the person, the very Antichrist that you're dealing with that moment is a soul for which Jesus died for, and they need to be saved. They need the Christ. You see, Antichrist reminds us that it is the last days. We're there. It's the last days. another man, I took the uh, Pensacola group to ride the creeper trail. And James, which was a perfect name for a guy that drives people around all the time, James, our van driver that took us to White Top Station and dropped us off, James said, Preacher, I think the Lord's coming back. And I said, You're right. We're in the last days. He said, We're in the last days. I said, We are. Jesus coming again. You look around and you see signs of the times everywhere. And the Lord's coming again. Jesus is coming again. The great song says this, it could happen in a moment. Folks, I remember as a teenager thinking, Boy, I know the Lord's coming back again, and that's okay, but there's a lot of things I want to experience before he comes back. Lord, would you please dare you're coming? The older I get, the more I anticipate his coming, and more excited I am. And that emotion isn't real and right. But let me encourage you. You're here and you say, Boy, I don't I'm not ready for the Lord's coming. You're saved. You say, I don't, I don't know about him coming right now. Let me tell you, all the dreams and ambitions that you could ever imagine that this life will afford you in the days that are ahead, they will be far exceeded and pale in comparison to the glories that God has prepared for all of us when he returns for his children. Every person that's raptured out of here when the Lord returns, they'll have no regret. It'll be Glory. To see Christ. It'll be glory when Jesus returns. And we live in the last days. You're here today and you've never been saved. I want you to know something. You look and you see the trouble and the turmoil and you see the wickedness that's rampant in people that may even live next door. You be reminded. That the Antichrist proved to us that Jesus is coming again. You should be motivated to live life to its fullest. You should be acknowledging the fact that life is short. And while you have a chance, live for the glory of God. And live for what's right. And love deeply. Give generously. Serve heartily. Look, Jesus is coming again. How do you know, preacher? I'll tell you how I know. Look around you. The Antichrist is everywhere. And I don't hate them. And nor should you. But my heart should yearn with a compassion and a desire that the Antichrist, that is my neighbor, the Antichrist that is working in the store, the Antichrist, the folks who've turned their back on the love of God would turn in faith believing that Jesus is their only hope for everlasting life. You see, the Antichrist remind us that it is the last days. I'll remind you there's no time there's no time that is good. A good time to deny Jesus is Christ. Antichrist reminds us it's the last days. How many of you noticed lately? Whew, we're living in the last days. But don't be discouraged. Jesus is coming again. Don't be downhearted. Jesus Christ has made it possible we can have everlasting life through faith in him. The Antichrist reminds us that we're in the last days. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Number one, the Antichrist reminds us that it's the last days. Number two, the Antichrist reveal the saved and the unsaved. The Antichrist reveal the saved and the unsaved. I hope you'll put your seatbelt on for just a moment and follow along within the text because I know that you can understand what this Bible passage is teaching us. In verse number 19, the Bible says, they, the Antichrist's, went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Verse 20, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Now, verse number 19 says this, they, the antichrists, went out from us. Now, this is an interesting thought because John is dealing with some something that's going on in the church. You know what had happened in John's church and around the people that he was writing this letter to? There had been some folks who were like a flash in the pan. They had made some type of spiritual profession and made some type of spiritual move. And the next thing you know, they had they'd come and shown up, made a splash and ran off and left. And the next thing you know, they are anti-Christ. They're against Christ. And so there's... Christians have, are watching the experience and honest people are scratching their heads saying, what happened there? They were with us, but now they're anti-Christ. What happened? Well, the Bible says, and John says, now listen, they were with us, but they weren't of us. He said they were with us, but they weren't of us. They weren't Bible-believing. They weren't saved. They weren't regenerate people. And I'm just going to tell you that the Antichrists revealed the saved and the unsaved. It says they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. Now, unless you want to get real small-minded about verse number 19, this is not talking about somebody leaving Chai Baptist Church and go to another bible believing church. God leads people, and that's fine. you just make sure God leads you but this is talking about someone who makes a profession of faith someone who gets who claims to be a savior someone who believe who claims to believe that Jesus is the Christ this is someone who makes some type of profession like the seed that fell on the stony ground it sprung up for a minute, but the sun came, and there they went they're gone so the Bible says here they were Went out from us. But they were not of us. If they were of us. They would have no doubt been. Uh, they would no doubt have continued with us. And in verse number 20. John makes a distinction. Between the antichrist. And the true saved Christians. That were part of the church. He says in verse number 20. But ye have an unction. Ye have an unction. How many of you ever had an unction? Right now. I got here early this morning. I've got an unction. You know what my unction's for? You don't have guess. Lunch. <laughs> I got an unction. I've had, I get unctions. I get an unction every now and then to play a little golf. I get an unction to go hunting. Most of the time, my unctions involve food. I can't help it. It's just how it is. And you're the same way. I know you. unction. But there are unctions that are far greater and more important than the unction to go to the refrigerator. And sometimes we've got to say no to the unction to go to the refrigerator. But this unction is, this is something that comes from the Lord and God moves in our hearts. And I'll just tell you something. If you get saved, God will testify in your heart of the fact that you're saved. We have an unction from the Holy Spirit. A lot of the times, the unction from the Holy Spirit comes like this. We do the wrong thing. We sin. And the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin. You just got unctioned. Have you ever been unctioned by the Holy Spirit because you said something you shouldn't have? An unction. Have you ever been unctioned from the Holy Spirit when you're beginning to have fear and doubt, but God in love sends you an unction? He says, Hey, I love you. It's okay. An unction. You see, the Holy Spirit testifies to his children that we're saved. You know what God will do if you're saved? If you start slipping out of church and not faithful to the Lord anymore, if you've got the Holy Spirit inside, if you're saved, do you know what God will do? He'll send an unction of conviction. Now, you can obey it or you can cut it off. But he'll send you an unction of the Holy Spirit. And the unction, what you need to do is when God convicts you of your sin, you need to respond with, Lord, please forgive me, and obey him. An unction. Now, John says here, hey, listen. The Antichrist, the people who came and were a flash in the pan or... Flew in and flew out. They were with us, but they weren't of us. They have something. They did not have the same thing that we have. When I got saved, I was just eight years old, but I'm just going to tell you something. When I got saved, I got something that I cannot escape, and I'm glad. Amen. I got born again. That's what the Bible says. Old things passed away. All things become new. I didn't lie and convulse on the floor, but the Holy Spirit of God, the unction of the Holy Spirit proves himself to me in my heart that I'm his child and I'm thankful for it. And so here we have this contrast, the unction that's inside of us, the knowledge, it continues in verse uh, number 20. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Don't get too proud of yourself right there. That doesn't mean you know everything there is, but you understand what it means to be saved. Verse 21, I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye you know it, and that no lies are the truth. He says, now look, you're saved. You know the Lord. God is giving and revealing you truth. You have an unction. He said the Antichrist are not like that. You've got to go back to verse number 19. He says, they went out from us. But they were not of us. They were never saved. They were never uh, born again. He says, they went out from us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out. That they might be made manifest. that They were not all of us. He says, look. They departed from the faith. They've turned their back on Christ. They are anti Christ. And it manifests, it shows us that they never were saved. Now, I want to read to you a verse of scripture that we find in Mark thirteen thirteen. Mark thirteen thirteen. You may want to look at it. It'll be fine if you did. In Mark thirteen thirteen, the Lord is dealing with his return and a great prophetic passage of Scripture. And the Bible says something interesting. In Mark 13, 13, the second half of the verse, the Bible says this, He that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. I'll just have you know something. That passage of Scripture has caused a lot of grief for a lot of people. He that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Now, it has a great connection to the passage of Scripture we're studying. In verse number 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. If they'd been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. The issue from verse number 19 of our text was not that there was a group of saved people who got unsaved. It wasn't a group of saved people who, who worked Christian and then became anti-Christian, anti-Christ. The bottom line was they did not receive the gift of salvation. They did not get born again. They didn't get saved. They didn't get eternal life. They were never of us. They were with us. They weren't of us. They weren't saved. In Mark thirteen thirteen, He that shall endure to the end the same shall be saved. Folks, I want you to know something. We are saved by grace, through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. I can't work my way to heaven. I know it for a fact. I can't work my way to heaven. I know me. I can't work my way to heaven. Your religion tells you, hey, be good, 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 and just maybe you'll be good enough. But religion lies. You can't work your way to heaven. You can't pay your own sin debt unless you're perfect. And you're not. You know what the Bible says The Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we make God a liar. Not only are you lying, we make God a liar. We say, God, you're a liar. I'm not a sinner. Because God says, all have sinned. We make God a liar and the truth's not in us. Now, I want you to note. You're saved by grace through faith. Guess what? Not only are you saved by grace through faith, but you are eternally saved by grace through faith. What's the verse say? You know this verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but, what's the next word? Have. I have it right now. Have, present tense, have everlasting life. When did I get everlasting life? When I got saved. When I was eight years old, I inherited everlasting life. Hallelujah, I have it. I had it then, I have it now. I will have it eternally. Praise the Lord. So how in the world do we deal with he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved? The same way we deal with this church in First John. You see, there were groups of people, and the Christian people, they're like, man, the Holy Spirit's still working in my heart, and I can't leave the faith. I can't leave the church. I can't believe the work of God. I can't turn my back on Jesus who saved my soul. But then there's other folks who've made these statements and done these things. and They're gone. They're gone, and they, they don't even believe in Jesus anymore. How do I explain that? How do I deal with that? The bottom line is they never got saved. When we look at this verse in Mark 13, 13, He that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Here's how it works. The enduring does not depend upon me. Some people have this idea, I'll go to heaven if I'm a great endurer. I don't know about you, but I've been trying hard for a long time. I've been trying really hard since I was eight years old. To be a Christian. I really have. I've put forth effort every day of my life. Since I was eight years old. Since I got saved to be a Christian. And to be a great Christian. But I want you to know something. Most days at some point in time. I have failed miserably. If you are anything like me. Would you just say amen. One, two, three. Me too. And I'm just going to tell you right now. I am not a very good endurer. As a matter of fact, sometimes when it gets uncomfortable, I'm pretty weak. I have strength. I mean, I. mean, But bottom line is I'm pretty weak. But the Bible says they that endure to the end, they'll be saved. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you something. If I have to depend on me enduring to the end in order to be saved, I'm in big trouble. But here's the sweet thing. Who's the endurer? I'm not the endurer. The Lord Jesus Christ is the endurer. Let me tell you something. In the midst of the Antichrist all around and the trouble on every hand, the Lord Jesus has promised that he will never leave me nor forsake me. The Lord has promised that there is no power greater than his power in my heart and life. And you know what's going to happen? I'm going to tell you something. Cody Sturgill is going to endure to the end And I'm saved. Not because I'm a good endurer. But because the Lord Jesus Christ is my Savior. And His saving power is what endures the penalty of sin. Let me tell you something. The enduring is not the issue. I wrote it like this. Enduring to the end is not a work to complete. But an evidence of a completed work. I'm going to endure. I really am. I know it. I'm going to endure. It's because my salvation is secure and sound in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the Antichrist revealed the saved and the unsaved. And John says, hey, listen, I want you to know something. Those folks who were once of us, but now they're the Antichrist. They, ne- they were once with us, but are now the Antichrist. They were never of us. They were never saved. They never had the unction. And the Antichrist revealed the saved and the unsaved. I want to remind you of something. If you deny that Jesus Christ is the Christ, you cannot be saved. If you deny the fact that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh and paid the price for your sins and died on the cross and rose again, literally, and ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us, you cannot be saved. That's Antichrist. And the Antichrist revealed the saved and the unsaved. And folks, I want to remind you, this is tough and straight, I know. But religion is not your hope. It is the saving grace and forgiving love of Jesus Christ, who is the only one who could die on the cross for your sins, and he did. And all you need to do is trust him. Acknowledge that you're a sinner and ask Jesus to come into your heart and forgive your sins and be your savior and you can be saved. Oh, it's sweet to be a part of the family of God. You see, the Antichrist revealed the saved and the unsaved. Finally, thirdly, thirdly Antichrists motivate us to remain true to Jesus Christ. What the Bible says in verse 24, Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. What did they heard from the beginning? What they heard from the beginning was the message of the Old Testament and Jesus Christ as the fulfillment of the Old Testament, the apostles' doctrine. He said, what you've learned from the beginning, that Jesus is the Christ and the only Savior, you continue there. You stay there. And as I look and I see the world that seems to be falling apart in so many ways, I'm motivated to keep Jesus front and center. I'm motivated to keep God's Word as the authority in my life. I'm motivated to believe, trust, preach, Evangelize. Why? Because Jesus is coming again. This is the last time. There's many antichrists. May God help us to live for him knowing that he's coming again. I'm motivated. The Bible says, let us therefore abide. Let that therefore abide in you. Let the word of truth abide in you. Which you've heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. Continue in the Son. You know what I hear sometimes? I believe in God. I mean, look around. You can't deny that there's a Creator. And I'd say amen to that. But this whole Jesus thing. You ever heard anybody talk about like that? I believe in God, but this whole Jesus thing. Let me show you what the Scripture says in our text. It says in verse 23, it says, Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. And the Bible says in the conclusion of verse 24, Continue in the Son, If you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. Hey, look, when you have Jesus, you've got God. But you cannot have God apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, look, there are many antichrists. Don't let it be you. Don't let it be your home. And be encouraged today that in light of the antichrists that are all around, the trouble that is rampant, there's hope. There's hope. You know, there was a time when I was an antichrist, but I repented of my sin when the Christ convicted me and I got gloriously saved. And you can too. God loves you. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. You must personally pray and receive Jesus by faith as your Savior. If you don't know for sure that heaven's your home, in light of the fact that there are many Antichrists, I pray you'll be motivated to trust Him today. Let's pray.